0: The limited partner shares in the potential outsized returns of a well-planned and executed investment, but as a passive investor with no day-to-day operating requirements, whose liability is limited to the extent of their share of ownership, the limited partner has the maximum leverage on their most precious asset, their time. Now they say you're the average of the people you surround yourself with. Are you looking to elevate your network, connect with individuals that bring your average up, The Limited Partner is more than just a podcast. It's a community to learn, to participate, to connect. There's no other community out there like this for Limited Partners. So subscribe to the podcast, but most importantly, join the community at thelimitedpartner.com. Welcome to the podcast with your host, Jake Wiley. Welcome, partners. This is your host, Jake Wiley. This week, we're joined by Trevor McGregor of Trevor McGregor Coaching. Trevor, so great to have you here. Thanks for joining. Well, thanks for having me on, Jake. Excited to be here. This is going to be a great conversation, I can tell, just from the pre-show conversation we've already had. But I guess for my audience, Trevor, it'd be great if you could give us
1: a little bit of background on who you are and your journey to how you got to Trevor McGregor Coaching. Well, thanks very much. And again, you know, it's quite an interesting story. And uh, I'm Trevor McGregor. I'm from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. So if you detect a little bit of a Canadian accent, that's why. And it's been a quite a, an incredible path from going to university, studying business, going and working in corporate, just like most people do, and then kind of get a little restless. And you know, that was kind of what happened for me in corporate. I knew that I wanted to do more and obviously be more and and have more lifestyle and that sort of thing in and around the year. 1999. We're going back a ways, Jake here. Uh, The owners of the company I was working with brought me an investment opportunity because we were in a big expansion mode. And they said, Trevor, we like what you're doing. You know, obviously we know you want to you know, get ahead. Would you consider investing in the company? And it was a real estate and hospitality type, you know, small boutique family owned business. And I said, sure, I'll invest. And I literally cashed in my 401k. I took my savings and I even convinced my own parents, Jake, to take out a second six figure mortgage on the family home and I took all of that money and I dumped it into this expansion and for the first couple years it went great until it didn't and to make a long story short we were expanding way too fast five major cities across Canada we couldn't hang on and eventually I lost all of that money I put into that expansion plan all of it was gone so there I was you know in my early 30s you know I was broke I gained 25 pounds And it caused a huge rift in my marriage. And I don't know if you or any of the listeners has ever been broke or carrying around too much weight or ever had a dust up in your, in your marriage. But you know, it was a a really rough time for me. So what do you do when you're down and out? Well, you seek guidance and thank God for me. I did that. And I hired a coach and that coach said to me, Trevor, you're still young. You got to get up. You got to dust yourself off and you got to keep on going. And I said, yeah, but I don't know how I'm going to pay back all these loans. And he said one thing to me, Jake changed my life forever. He said, have you ever thought of investing in residential real estate? And I said, residential real estate, I don't know anything about it. He says, you can use other people's money, buy a property, fix it up or uh, refinance it or rent it. And then just kind of take the money out of that and just kind of keep going. And my back was up against the wall. And that's what I did. I started buying little condos and duplexes. And that was a good experience started to buy fourplexes and then single family homes. And then ultimately people started coming to me and saying, Trevor, how are you doing all of this? And so I started to tell other people in my community, it was my son's little league baseball coach that said, Trevor, we want to see your blueprint or your recipe. And Jake, as I started to show more and more people, I think that's when the coaching bug bit. And literally within just two and a half years, not only did I pay back all of those failed loans, but I had a beautiful cash flowing, you know, real estate portfolio on the top of it. And I really, really got the coaching bug. And that's really when I got an opportunity to go work for the man, the Myth, the legend, yes, Tony Robbins. So I literally joined Tony Robbins as a high performance business coach, started to attract a lot of his real estate clients, a lot of doctors and attorneys and business owners, Fortune 500 executives. And literally, I worked for Tony Robbins for over half a decade and ultimately, you know, left Tony in 2017 to start my own coaching process program called Trevor McGregor International and Trevor McGregor Coaching. And fast forward to today, now I coach, I consult, I speak, and I invest more more so passively in real estate than I've ever done before. And it's an amazing journey.
0: That is a great story. One of the things that you said really resonates with me. You're talking about being broke and overweight and stressed out. Everything's kind of against the rope. You know, I've owned several of my own businesses. And there are moments where, you know, you're up at home plate and you're getting ready to swing. And like, it could be a home run or it could be an out. And there's a lot of stress that comes with that. I resonate very well with kind of what you're talking about, of just having those moments where you're like, I don't know what to do.
1: That's exactly right. And I'm telling you, I've never met another real estate investor, whether they're active or passive, that had a straight line going from where they were to where they wanted to be. Right. Oftentimes it's like a, a roller coaster with loop de loops and you think you're going to fall out and all this other stuff. But I do look back at my journey. And even though it was really hard at the time, I built tremendous muscle. I tre- built tremendous, you know, strength. And I think that there's a couple of key components that when I was down and out, I didn't just, you know, sit in my own, you know, what? I got up and I found someone else who was successful in business and in life. And I know that that's something that you believe in, that one man is not an island when there are other islands out there that if we join forces with, we can be and do and have things a lot faster, a lot smarter. And it's something that Tony Robbins and I call turning decades into days. It didn't take me 10 years to figure out that real estate was a great vehicle for wealth. It allowed me to do and be and have what I learned from coaches and books and seminars and all that stuff. And fast forward to today, you know, we've got investors Investments all over the United States as a limited partner, right? Places like Charleston, Raleigh, Florida, Austin, Texas, Dallas, Texas, Memphis, Indiana. You know what? But it's not just in multifamily syndication. We've diversified into self-storage units in Key West, Florida. Uh, my wife and I have invested in a hemp farm in Colorado. That was a unique experience. And we've even gone so far as to invest internationally in Costa Rica in a resort. And we've also got a modular home building company as far away as Brisbane, Australia. So I don't say that to beat on my chest, but what I do say is that for anybody that's you know in a tough place, so they don't know how it's going to work out. You know, really, it's not about how; it's about who. You got to go out there and find the right people. Would you agree? Oh my gosh,
0: that is the heart and soul of everything that my show is about. I ask this question on every single person, and and I think it's just uh, so clear. Because it was funny. I was actually before this podcast, I was having a conversation with my wife, similar to the same vein of you know, I know what it's like to be out there trying to do everything on my own. And I know what it's like to be doing 80 hours a week. And I know what it's like to not have any clue whether or not that is really good time. And just feeling like you're just working, working, working. And then you just get to the point where you're working to work, right? You're like, I- I've got to do something. And what I found about one real estate, investments in general is that, yes, there are some new things, for example, cryptocurrency, NFTs, metaverse, whatever you want to call it. Like that's new. And you are kind of blazing a path there, but real estate's not new. Investing's not new. You do not have to rewrite the script. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. There are people that have been there that have done it before that can just show you how it's done. And you take all of their battle scars and you get them. And, and I think it's a mental thing too, right? Because like I still to this day struggle with getting out of my own way, feeling like I've got to learn it the hard way. And to your point, I mean, because I have built up a lot of strength, I guess what I feel like I'm capable of is much bigger than it ever was before because it's like I've been through some really deep lows and some highs and I've experienced that. But man, to compress that, you know, I've got a mentor to compress that time frame so that I can do what I really am good at and focus on it makes so much of a difference. And really, I love that what, what you're saying there. And I love how that ties into the
1: show. Absolutely. And again, it doesn't matter if you're new to real estate, if you're an intermediate, if you're an expert. Right? The learning and the growing never stops. But you're right. You know, there's nothing really new in real estate other than maybe, you know, the blockchain and smart contracts. And we're definitely going to see more of that coming down the pipe in the next few years. But at the end of the day, if people aren't working with a coach or a teacher, or a mentor or a trainer or an accountability partner, question is why? Why aren't you? Because again, this is something that we talk about that can really optimize and maximize not only the money that you can make in real estate, but our greatest commodity, Jake, which is time, right? You know, we can always make more money, but we can't get time back. Once it goes, it's gone forever. So I'm a big believer, not just in, you know, helping other people as a master platinum coach myself now helping, you know, limited partners and active partners in real estate all over the world, but also I I have two coaches and an accountability partner in Seattle that kicks my butt regularly because, like I said, there's always another level. Why be good when you could move up a level that we call great? Or why settle for great when you can move up to outstanding? Or why even be outstanding when you can be like, you know, somebody that is near and dear to our heart, Mr. Joe Fairless, because we both know Joe. Where Joe doesn't even play at outstanding, he plays at the top level that I call extraordinary or extra. Ordinary, And can you imagine what happens to your income and your impact when you keep learning and you keep growing and you keep investing in yourself? And I'm telling you, I've coached people all over this beautiful blue planet, Jake, not just in Canada and the US, but the UK and Italy and Hong Kong, New Zealand, Australia. And I'm telling you, we all want the same thing. We all want that financial freedom. We want that time freedom. We want that geographical freedom. And we want the freedom to go out there and impact other people, right? Because it's not about what, you you know, the money that you make. It's what you do with it. And then we also want to hang out with guys like you and I. We want to hang out with like-minded people that aren't just going to settle for an average life that want to go and play at those levels that I talked about.
0: How does that land with you? That is my thesis, right? Like that is exactly the way I feel. And I think I'm going to kind of change gears, directions, but I think it's right on, on track because a lot of folks that are getting into this limited partnership aspect are also very smart, quasi-controlling people. And I think there's a piece of it where it's hard, like I was just talking about myself getting out of my own way, is that what I want is a foundation as a limited partner that allows me to go out, passively invest then I can go live the life that I also want to live without being tied to a desk, without punching a clock on all of those things. But I think there's a mental shift from being somebody that's used to putting in 60 hours a week to making passive investments or thinking you can make passive investments. You've coached a lot of people. I would love to hear your thoughts on how do people bridge the gap of, are they a limited partner or should they be more active or they're trying to be too active in being a limited partner? Like how do you help people find the right path?
1: you uh-huh. Well, thank you. What a great question. And again, I've done over 30,000 coaching sessions at this stage of my career. And Jake, that's an actual statistic, 30,000 coaching sessions. So I'd have to be an idiot at this stage, not to be able to answer that because I see what causes people to stay stuck in a W2 job versus, you know, start moving from that W2 to maybe a little bit of active real estate, but then they get their either butt handed them sometimes where, you know, I think one of the most underrated investment opportunities on the planet is to be a limited partner, you know? where you bring that capital and other people do all of the heavy lifting. And really to answer your question, I think it's about exactly that. If you're only relying on a W-2 income and not thinking about multiple streams of income or mailbox money, or literally, you know, cycling through what I would say are some of the greatest times in our life to be investing in places like, you know, the Carolinas or Florida or Austin or Dallas or Memphis. I mean, boy, it'd be pretty hard not to be able to make money in those markets. If you are in, investing with people that are defiantly committed to finding the right deals, raising the capital, obviously, you know, running the business plan or the asset. But I'm telling you, people can absolutely have that old eyebrow raising moment when they start to see how much money is available through something that is, a, you know, it's, it's one of the needs that we all have that need for shelter. And it doesn't matter whether we're in a pandemic, or if we're coming out of the pandemic, or what happens, I think that investing passively in real estate has always been and will always be an outstanding opportunity to create that secondary source of income. What do you think?
0: I totally agree. And I think that where people might get in trouble, my, my audience might get in trouble is abdicating the responsibility for the investment to somebody else without having adequate knowledge. Because if you think about the traditional way of doing it, where I've worked in the past, right? You have a, a 401k, you have a little bit of ability to choose, but it's kind of like, here are your three options, aggressive, kind of aggressive and not aggressive, right? So you pick one and that's it. If you move outside, you know, there's a million financial planners that have some similar plan for you. And then you just hand over your money right like a piece of your paycheck goes directly to them and then you just kind of check in from time to time and sometimes it's great sometimes it's not but there's really no plan and I think that some of the risk for a limited partner is one like doing the same thing with an investment and not fully appreciating it or two analysis by paralysis being unable to pull the trigger and I think that your expertise I am really keen to hear like how do you help people make the right call or move down the right path
1: there yeah well again I think that you know the way the brain works is fascinating I'm a bit of a Brain guy. And if you really think about it, we have roughly anywhere from 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. And you got to believe that a lot of those are unconscious. Some of them are conscious. You know, what are we going to wear today? What are we going to eat? What's the weather like? Are my investments going to make money? You know, how long is this podcast? So I think because people have more references to the thoughts that they had yesterday and the day before and the day before, we call that the law of familiarity, then they do the present or the future. They tend to focus and live in the past, right? If I I said to someone, you know, are you living in the present or in the future? I can tell you 98% of people living, listening to this right now are thinking about something that happened earlier today or something yesterday. And my invitation is, is the same for those people to step out of the familiar past with how they've been investing to step into the present for a moment and take what we call a personal inventory, right? Are you really understanding the fundamentals of a real estate investment? Are you really weighing that some markets might, you know, have a better return than others? And are you vetting the people that you're potentially investing with? And are they defiantly committed to the roles and responsibilities that go along with it? Because if there's one thing I've learned is that all real estate investors, you know, are not the same. And you want to find the people and vet the people that are able to take some of your capital and multiply it time and time again. But the first thing that you got to do is get out of your old paradigm, right, to step into the possibility to create it, you know, tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Does that resonate?
0: Oh, absolutely. right? And I think something else you brought up earlier that I want to kind of circle back to is it's not about what per se, it's who. you got to find the right people. And the way to do that is through volume and conversations. And like, admittedly, that's part of the reason I have the podcast, right? I get to talk with amazing people almost every day about what they've done. And, you know, one, the, the intent is to share this knowledge with the community, with the limited partners so that they don't have to do it themselves. They get to live vicariously and make the connections vicariously. But two, You know, similar to what you're saying is that I could have just lived in the past and been like, all right, well, it's my little network of people. Or did I push myself and say, get out there and find out what else is out there? Who are the right people to talk to you? Because the more conversations you have, the more knowledge you end up having. And it's not all perfect, but what you do get is you pick up on the things that are the same
1: that's genius because again i think that a lot of people play small and they live in their small self rather than doing what you're talking about which is to get into your best self your highest self and ask the questions listen to the podcasts, read the books maybe go to some meetups maybe go to them and again i think that you know i believe at least jake that the number one law of the universe is the law of expansion it's life bringing us more life life bringing more love life bringing more abundance life bringing more opportunities, more travel. So the more that you get out there and don't allow yourself to have analysis paralysis, but start to see, you know, what's this company doing? Or what's this capital company doing? Or what's this real estate company doing and start to look for similarities. And we start to match things up, we call that matching, and then we start to look for differences. And through all of those little intricacies, you start to learn the lay of the land, you start to learn the terminology, you start to see what's a monthly payment, what's a quarterly payment, what's an IRR, what's a cash on, cash. All of those terms shouldn't scare anyone. You should really get back into the law of expansion and not just be interested in learning some of them, but be committed to it. Because when you commit at that level and you start to learn, then you have what we call options. Because Tony Robbins once said, if you have one choice to put your money, you have no choice. There's nothing to choose. Two choices is better, but then you got to pick A or B. Our goal is to always make sure that you've got at least three or more because then you have what we call true options. Does that resonate with you? It
0: does. I think that you cannot be more structurally sound, I guess, financially, unless you have the options, but you've got to understand them. That's right. And and I think that you know making that connection and the advice that I always try and give on this show is understand what you're getting into. You don't have to understand all of it but do you understand the partners that you're working with? Do you understand the market? Is there something really odd? For example, you know, you've mentioned markets on this show and my listeners will have heard those markets or similar markets multiple times on the show. And those are patterns, right? And then sometimes there might be an outlier and you're like, well, hey, what's the deal with this? And you can pick up on that, which I think is where you really get, things get really interesting is that then it becomes about nuances and you may find those places where you can be excellent because you are starting to understand understand the nuances of the business and where people are thinking slightly different. And there might be a competitive advantage. But let me ask you another question, because this one is fascinating. Is How would you suggest people start the process of finding their best self? Because there's something out there that's going to stoke your fire and you're going to get passionate about it. And you can move up that ladder to get to the extraordinary level. But a lot of us, we get stuck in the mundane routine day-to-day work, right? And it's just like, well, hey, I did this and guess what? I got raise and like, I must be doing really good, but it's very unfulfilling. And we're not extraordinary. We're just probably better than average in our position. But like making that transformation, I'd love to hear your thoughts on maybe the first step there.
1: Well, we could talk for hours about this because this is my playground. This is what I do is I help people that are hungry for more. I help people that are passionate for more, but they don't know what that hunger, that passion is start to, you know, uncover it because I believe that, you know, we're all here on purpose and with purpose, not to just sit in a W2 all day, but to really get out there and do something that feeds our soul. And so the very first thing that I start with is we take a personal inventory of what we call your six human needs. Now, this is familiar to anyone that follows Tony Robbins, but for the listener that doesn't, you know, there's six things that are really calling us every day. And if we can go out there and do a personal inventory of maybe where we score on the scale of one to 10 in each of these, we can get some insight. So the very first one is what we call certainty. Number one is certainty. We need to check in with how much certainty we have. Sometimes you need to know going to have food, shelter, clothing, a paycheck coming in, all of that, because certainty is the number one thing that we have to really abide by, kind of like Maslow's hierarchy. But then we've also got to go to number two, which is the polar opposite, Jake. It's uncertainty, also known as variety. Because if we do the same things all the time, we eat the same foods, you know what we get bored as a human species. So God in his infinite wisdom gave us the opportunity to find certainty, but also start lifting. And up rocks. start meeting other people, start seeing you know, real estate as an opportunity to invest. So once you get a little bit of check in, how much certainty do you have? How much uncertainty or variety? Number three is a big one for a lot of people. And that is significance. And it's not from ego. It's really from a place of, you know, are you being and becoming more by saying I'm a real estate investor, you carry a little bit of significance with that saying that you own 50 doors as a limited partner or 100 doors or 500 doors, you get some significance from that. So check. In with your certainty, your variety, your significance. Number 4 is what we call the need for connection. And I don't think there's any better thing on the planet than real estate to go out there and meet cool people like you or Joe Fairless or some of the other big operators out there because I'm a big believer that we're not even in the real estate business, we're in the relationship business. And if you can go out there and cultivate relationships, you're well on your way. So you got to check in, you know, how are you doing in terms of growing your connection. Number 5 is my favorite one, and that is the need for growth. Because we're like plants. I mean, let me ask you. If a plant isn't growing, Jake, ultimately what's happening to it? It's dying. Yeah, we don't want to die. We want to not even survive. We want to thrive. And real estate is a great place to grow. And that leads to the final one, number six, which is the need for contribution. We got to get up every day and ask ourselves, are we teaming up with other people to make a bigger contribution? And when you think about real estate, not only are you contributing your capital as a limited partner, but you're making some tenant's place better when it gets renovated. You're giving a job to a landscape, a plot an electrician, you know, an insurance sales. So at the end of the day, when we go back to checking in with how much certainty do you have in your life right now? How much variety? How much significant? How much connection? How much growth and how much contribution? I'm telling you that if you're finding your scoring is a little bit low, real estate and becoming a limited partner could be the number one thing that feeds you and you get a little bit more hungry for a little bit more passionate because if you can meet all six of those six human needs, you know, in an empowering way, it leads to the ultimate fulfillment in life. And ultimately, that's what we're here for. You know, and I think real estate is an outstanding, at least for myself and the 30,000 other people I've coached are doing something in real estate. You know what? I think we get tremendous fulfillment from it. What do you think? I totally agree. I think real estate for me, one, I'm biased, right? This is
0: my investment background. But at the same time, you know, I think what just starting with certainty, I'm gonna ask you, maybe one more probing question on certainty, or maybe it's more of a statement and you can react to it. I think that the certainty piece of it is an illusion for most of us. And that I have been in startups, I've been in big companies, and I have seen that choices made by others can eliminate your certainty overnight. Unrelated to your contribution, the value that you bring, the potential future value, it could all be wiped out. Either somebody makes a bad decision, a spreadsheet calculation is made, and all of a sudden uh, your position is no longer warranted. Those things Happen very quickly. When I think about certainty, the more certain I feel about like a W 2 income or whatever, I have to check myself and say, well, wait a minute, that's not the foundation. And the reason I've always invested in real estate is to provide that baseline certainty for me. So I think that's probably, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. But like for me, I think that like really starting at that certainty and thinking, like, what is my certainty? It's like, I oh, got a great job. I've had it for 20 years. Like that could all be an illusion,
1: you know? I think you've nailed it, Jake. I think that people get comfortable. People get comfortable comfortable. And my job is to make you uncomfortable because that's where all growth occurs. It's really, you know, stretching that paradigm, stretching that rubber band. And let's be honest. I mean, if we really take a look at the change that's happening in the world right now, and the rate of change, you know, with AI and robotics and autonomous driving and all that stuff, I think a lot of people are going to get whacked over the head with a two by four and find themselves, you know, unemployed in the next five, 10 years. That's not to scare anyone. What that is meant to do is to get you to sit up and open your eyes and really start taking a good look around, you know, at where you've come from, where are you today and where do you really want to go tomorrow? And where I want more people to go is really what I call diversification, where you're not putting all your eggs in a basket of a W-2, where you could get a tap on the shoulder and say, they say bye-bye to you in in any moment or a robot, you know, replaces you. And I'm talking about some pretty, you know, amazing professions like doctors and eye surgeons and attorneys where we know what's coming down the pipe with AI and smart blockchain technology and all of that so is it going to be tomorrow no but I think it's going to be here faster than people give it credit for. That's why we got to start really taking your advice and making our certainty and our uncertainty part of our daily thought process. What do you think?
0: Well, you just articulated much better than I did. The way I feel about these things, because it is, you're, you're right, it's so fast. I mean, we had a conversation, I think we were watching one of those old movies, you know, like It's a Wonderful Life, and it was in black and white. And one of our kids asked us, was like, oh, you know, like, did our parents, like their grandparents have electricity? And we're like, yeah, they had electricity. But when they had a TV. It only had like four channels and it was black and white. And then they had color and like kind of made me sit down and think about like fast forward to today. 2008 was when the iPhone came out, right? Was that 13 years ago? Just think how fast that's come. I didn't have a real computer until I was in high school. Again, admittedly, that's not as close as it was not, you know, not too long ago, but it's still a relatively short amount of time. So I think your prediction about the changes that are coming, they are accelerating, right? Moore's Law, computational power doubling, right? Like it's coming very
1: fast. Yeah. And I I think you're spot on. And if you really look at the internet, you know, and where the internet was in 1995, and you lay that adoption chart and and Moore's law, and there's a whole bunch of Metcalfe's law. There's a ton of things that we won't bore the listener with, but you lay that internet growth chart with the cell phone growth chart, with the cryptocurrency growth chart and blockchain and AI and autonomous driving and everything. And I'm telling you, it dwarfs today's, you know, cryptocurrency and blockchain stuff. I'm telling you, the rate of adoption is going to be even faster than the internet or the cell phone, whether it was 2G, 3G, 4G or 5G, where we're going to be in just a handful of years is going to look radically different than where we are today. And all the more reason for people to think about, you know, investing some money into some cash producing opportunities where, again, you start to get those multiple streams of income.
0: And I think really to close it out, my final thoughts on it would be you don't have to be the expert there are experts out there in investing. So it's about finding the right people who start with who make that connection, understand what you're getting into fundamentally. But if you start asking the right questions, and you have enough conversations, I think you connect with the right people. And that gives you the ability to invest passively as opposed to actively, which I think is the whole game here for the limited partner, right? You want to be a passive investor, you want to have diversification, you want to have income coming in. Is that a
1: fair statement? Well, it's beyond fair, because I've been in both seats. I've been that active investor and had to go out there and find deals and had to underwrite deals and raise capital for deals and run the business plan and deal with the fires and deal with the car that drives through the front entrance and all of that stuff to where, you know, I kind of hung that up a couple of years ago to now where I'm just a limited partner in multiple deals. And I don't have to worry about tenants, toilets or termites. None of that. I just absolutely find the best people I can that are in the business and this is what they do for a living, right? It's not some side hustle or hobby where I I really am investing in the people, you know, that I'm investing with more than I'm investing in the project because of their track record or because, you know, I've got a great relationship with them. And did that happen overnight? Absolutely not. You got to go out there and cultivate those relationships and really do something I call inspect with respect. Don't just assume that they know what they're doing, but, you know, lift up the hood just enough to keep them on their toes and make sure that, you know what, they are running a, a successful operation. And if people can inspect with respect, I'm telling you, there's no limits to what you can go out there and do as a limited partner. Yeah. And I think this is maybe the, the
0: secret gem that I've been saving up, but I'm gonna go ahead and release it is that that skill, the ability to go and inspect with respect to find the right partners to work with is transferable across different industries. Once you figure out the process for say, investing in multi. Family, then you can do the same thing with Office, and then you do it with Office, and then you can think about maybe we're going to do something in crypto or blockchain. I'm not saying that it's a simple process, but your ability to inspect, to connect, to verify, to do a little bit of diligence on the operating partners is transferable. And that is the ultimate skill.
1: I love it. No, you really speak my language, Jake, and it's absolutely at the cornerstone of this whole thing. And if people will really, really take inventory on where they are today and where they want to be in what I call the short term, that might be in the next year or two. The long term for me is really two to five years. And then anything from five years beyond is what I call your vision for your business and your life. So think about you know where you could be in the short term, the long term and the vision. And remember that Tony Robbins says that people... people... People often overestimate what they can do in a year, but they underestimate what they can do in two, three, five or 10 years, right? This isn't just a a short term thing. This is where you want to zoom out and get a little bit of a larger perspective, because I'm telling you, you know, 10 years is going to come and 10 years is going to go and you're either going to invest in real estate now or you're going to wish you did, you know, down the road. What do you think? Exactly.
0: I mean, how many times have you looked
1: at an investment
0: and like, oh, we had that opportunity and it just seemed too much at the time and you're kicking yourself. I invest relatively aggressively, but there's still a handful where I was like, oh, I wish I'd pushed myself a little bit harder.
1: And that can be said in anything in life. And again, the goal is to stretch that paradigm, because if you're just living in the same box you know, that you've been living in it for the past two, three, five years, man, you go up, you hit the ceiling, you go down, you hit the floor, you go left and right, you're hitting the walls. It's time to stretch all of that out so that you can become a bigger and better version of yourself. And again, help more people, because I'm telling you, the more impact you make, the more income you make.
0: I think that's the perfect way to end the the juice of this conversation. But I do like to end every show with a little bit of gratitude. And I think this will not catch you unawares, because this is what we've been talking about along is that none of of us have gotten to where we are by ourselves. Somebody has given us a leg up along the way. And what I like to do is provide you the opportunity to give a shout out to somebody that has given you that leg up along the way and say thank you publicly.
1: Well, thank you very much. I mean, so many people are flooding into my mind right now from that coach that originally lifted me up and dusted me off. Just an amazing, amazing human being. Ozzy Jurok is his name. Uh, my wife, Lisa, are three boys. They lift me up and elevate my emotions to keep going. A great clients like Joe Fairless from Ashcroft Capital. We've been coaching and working together for, you know, since 2013, um, met through Tony Robbins, there's just so many people that you meet along the way. And I really do believe in having that attitude of gratitude. I believe that, you know, gratitude is the ultimate state of receivership. And the more that we can be grateful for all of the good people and all of the good opportunities, I think we attract more of it. So that's my philosophy.
0: I love it. Well, I can't leave it there then. So I I totally believe in gratitude. Obviously, it's my last question. Because you brought it up, I'm going to ask another one. Because some people think this whole like gratitude, attitude of gratitude thing is a little bit hokey. And the way I explain it to my friends and people that ask me is that I think it is not necessarily about like the universe just magically putting things in your life. I think it's because you opened your eyes and you were looking for them. You know, it's that whole analogy about you buy a car and all of a sudden everybody's driving it. I think that's it, right? You are starting to look for what you want as opposed to thinking about what you probably expect. And all of a sudden they start appearing and it feels like magic. I guess what's your thought on that? I'm just curious.
1: Well, boy, you're opening up a huge, huge, you know, can of worms in a good way, because you read the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. You know, it's really what the book is about. He didn't write the book Do and Grow Rich. Right? You know, he wrote the book Think and Grow Rich because the thinking comes before the doing. And I think some people think that there is, you know, some magical bag of money that's going to fall through your roof if you just, you know, think about it or the pearl necklace is going to appear. Well, that's not how it works because what happens is when we use our reticular activation system, the RAS in the back of our head, it's about the size of a walnut, sits just above our spinal column. That reticular activation system starts looking for things that are familiar to us. So if we get familiar with wanting to do a real estate deal, or we get familiar with wanting to travel to Italy, Australia, my wife and I travel a ton with our kids, we start to have the opportunity to see and feel things. And it's my belief that the universe starts to send them your way, not because the universe is quote, unquote, magical, because that sounds a little airy fairy, because of the law of familiarity, because of the intention, because once you have intention to buy real estate or intention to go see the Eiffel Tower, or go to Italy or go you know to Australia, you also create what's called a different vibration in the body. So if intention leads to vibration. What does vibration lead to? Well, it leads to frequency and everything has a frequency. Your voice has a frequency. My voice, everything's a bunch of atoms and molecules vibrating and, you know, it's, extremely fast rates, where if our intention and our vibration and our frequency becomes stronger, I think we do send that vibration and frequency out into the ether and we start to attract opportunities. We don't attract the money, but we attract the opportunity to make the money. We don't attract the airplane that takes us on a trip. We attract a really good price or a resort or something that comes to us because of our defiant commitment to what we want. That's why, you know, Tony Robbins and I often say that clarity is power. And the more you can get clear on what you don't want and kind of push that off to the side and you get more clear on what you do want, I'm telling you, I've seen people receive avalanches of abundance in droves because of absolutely focusing on what's the next thing for them personally and professional. What do you think?
0: I think that's the perfect way to wrap it up, right? Because that is where we're trying to go with this whole concept here. I think that is the, the genesis of the limited partner. That's who we want to be. We want to have abundance. So Trevor, Thank you so much for your time. I, I could probably talk to you for hours and hours because we're, we're talking, a, we're on the same wavelength here, but thank you for being on the show.
1: Well, thank you for having me on. And I love the way you've teed up these questions. Obviously you can tell I'm just a wee bit passionate about this, but uh, for anyone that really does want to go further, faster, really check in with how hungry are you and how much passion can you bring and let's all have an even bigger and better 2022. And thanks for having me on. Thank you.
0: I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the limited partner podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review. If there's any reason you wouldn't leave us a five-star review, please email me directly at jw at jakewiley.com. Your feedback is always appreciated. Now the show is just the tip of the iceberg in terms of the limited partner community. It's a community where limited partners can come together, learn about what best in class looks like opportunities, and most importantly, a place to connect. There is nothing out there like this. So head over to thelimitedpartner.com and sign up. We'll see you next time.